Direct King's Court starts now. I'm still around 
good hump day morning, St. Louis and all parts, northeast, south, and west. We welcome you in. Kevin Slayton with you in the Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, Window World, King's Court on kevinslaytonshow.com. Now you can hear the live show here every Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 Central Time. And it's where you come to get the unvarnished truth backed by facts and evidence. Does anyone else even make that claim? No, because they can't. Because they don't do it. But we do. And we back that up with other people's words. So that it's not just us. You'll hear what we think. You're welcome to share what you think. 636-348-4460. 348-4460. Taking calls, of course, makes me a throwback. Most Hosts, almost all hosts in this country today, refuse to take calls. Why is that? You have to ask yourself. My conclusion is they fear that the audience knows more than they do. Why else would you not? We welcome additional information. We welcome someone who knows more than we do. Back it with facts, like we do. Facts and evidence, those are the keys. And you can jump right in here, 636-348-4460. A lot of ground to cover, as there always is. Today, by the way, we do our Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com's Kings Court Sports Show on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com, live from Friendly's Bar and Grill in South County at 55 and Bayless. So come on down to Friendly's. We'll have some Monster Energy Drink swag to give away. We'll do the same tomorrow at the uh, Irish Gypsy Pub and Grill in O'Fallon, Missouri, on Bryan Road. That's tomorrow's noon to 2 Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, King's Court Sports Show. And there's a lot of sports to cover, too. But this morning, we're not going to talk too much about sports. We're going to talk about different ideas and different things. And a bunch of lies that the liberals are telling us again. I mean, it just gets old, but it's in, in some degrees, it's new every day. Because it's different liars telling different lies. Now we have Bill Maher, the uber-liberal, of course, who does a podcast. And he had Oliver Stone, the movie director, on. And Oliver Stone challenged him. Not many people will challenge Mark Candace Owens did, of course. And Maher responded with uninformed lies, like all liberals do. They just make shit up. And then they ex- accept it in their own minds and expect you to accept it, and they enlist their media hacks to help you to accept it. And most robots walking around in this country accept it. No one challenges it. No one says, hold on a minute. I don't think that's true. I've never seen a group of people, liberals, get away with the constant nonstop barrage of lies that they get away with because no one ever challenges them on it. You don't see politicians, you don't see Republicans, conservatives, you don't see media people ever challenge these people. You've got dopes like Steve Ducey and Ainsley Earhart on a national television show. They wouldn't know how to challenge anybody on anything. This is what Fox gives you. These kind of idiots. They're imbeciles. Jessica Tarlov, they're liberal entry into the television foray, who spouts nothing but lies every day. She's rarely challenged, if ever. 
The sad part is the Peter Ducies of the world who try to ask difficult questions of LBLL don't have the necessary facts with them to challenge her lies, so they let them go. Why? When I went through journalism school, and by the way, the finest journalism school in the country, the University of Missouri's journalism school, when I went through that school, I was taught you have the facts. You always have the facts. When you go to do an interview, you are ready for their answers, no matter what they will be. You don't just accept their answers. You have an idea where they're going to go. You have an idea where they're going to lie. Anytime you're interviewing someone with power, they're going to lie. Now, what are they going to lie about? Well, you know the subject matter, so you should be prepared. But they're not. Peter Ducey goes in there and asks his one or two questions and then acts like he's a tough guy. And Fox News, of course, with his jackass father, promoting him as some sort of tough guy. Well, you let LBLL get away with lies every day. Every day. Perhaps first-time listeners to our show are saying, who's LBLL? Well, that would be the little black lesbian liar. That's Karine Jean-Pierre. I mention her color and her sexual orientation because I always want people to be aware that's why she was hired. Because when you listen to her, you say to yourself, how could anyone hire someone this stupid and this full of crap? And the answer is LBLL. Otherwise, she doesn't have a job. No one would hire her. No one in regular industry would ever hire someone like that. Not in a million years. Maybe the Pope. The Pope loves transgenders. Loves them. But he doesn't like Catholic archbishops who speak out against his own lies. The Catholic Church has a lying liberal criminal as its leader. Can you imagine? The Catholic Church, my God. He's a joke. And when I say what what he's doing to Catholic archbishops who disagree with him, it's pretty obvious. Remember, this is Biden's spiritual leader, the head of the Catholic Church, Pope Francis. He's evicting Cardinal Raymond Burke, an American cardinal, from his Vatican apartment and cutting his salary because Burke had the nerve to criticize the Pope. He's been a vocal critic of him because the Pope is compromising doctrine, which he is doing. The Pope also removed another conservative critic, Bishop Joseph Strickland. Shocking, isn't it? That in the Catholic Church now, when you disagree with the Pope, you are removed, you are silenced, forever censored. That's the Catholic Church. So all of the Catholics out there who love to send me uh, nasty notes when I talk about the Pope and what a joke he is, what a joke the Catholic Church is for hiding pedophiles and protecting them, you can shove it up your you-know-what. This is your leader. Go ahead and defend him. When you defend him, understand that you're defending a liberal Nazi. That's what Pope Francis is. You dare speak out against him, just like in Nazi Germany when you spoke out against Hitler. The Catholic Church was silenced. Pastors were executed. Is that next in the Catholic Church? Is Pope Francis going to start executing archbishops that disagree with him? Is that what is that what we got to look forward to? Kind of sounds like it. 
I think he'd kind of like to. If he could get away with it, do you think he would? I do. I really do. This guy hides pedophiles, reassigns them, keeps them from accountability, expels archbishops who disagree with him, and Catholics around the world think this is the way to go? Really? You're different than I was. But I rejected the Catholic Church a long time ago. Once they started hiding pedophiles, that was the end for me. The Catholic Church can go straight to hell. Do not pass go. Do not collect your $200. Those who play Monopoly understand my reference. Christianity is the key, not Catholicism. Catholicism is a joke. And it's become a bigger joke. This guy is your leader, and you. <laughs> How does anybody accept that? I don't understand it. That's not the Catholic Church I was raised in. No, sir. You bring that Catholic Church back, then we can talk. But as long as you're hiding pedophiles, as long as you're expelling dissidents, you are not the Catholic Church I grew up in. You're not even close, you're a laughing stock. But in keeping with liberals who lead an organization, that's what the Catholic Church has become. You've got a liberal psychopath who runs the Catholic Church. He's insane. He's drunk on power. And, of course, he's an idiot. No one ever said that the Catholic Church... A point, and I guess a point would be the right phrase because it's not voted on. It's only voted on by archbishops. So nobody ever said that they put a smart guy in charge, and this guy certainly isn't that. But this guy's not even Catholic. He's the anti-Catholic. He's like Biden. And he's Biden's spiritual advisor. Gee, I wonder how that works out. Well, if you don't have health insurance, I can tell you how that works out. It's disastrous. Or just don't get sick. Now, if you can control that, let us all know, and we'll all be happy to abide by what your philosophy is or what your pathway to success is. But we know that that's not true, and that's not even capable. No one's capable of that. So if you think you have great health insurance, it's always good to know. I like peace of mind. I've always advocated peace of mind in my life, and I think if people have peace of mind, they feel more secure. So why not know that you have the best health insurance plan, and the only way to find out is to call Jordan Krugman. Online, you'll find him at thehealthinsuranceguy.net. You can call him at 314-602-4055. That's what I did. I called Jordan. And I found out that I didn't have the best policy. He has better ones. He specializes in low-cost, comprehensive alternatives that you can't find and you don't even know about. I didn't know. I never knew there were zero-deductible plans, but there are. And now's a good time because open enrollment started for 2024 on November 1st, runs through January 15th. We're a month into it. Zero deductible. Did you think you'd ever hear that? And Jordan's a broker. He's not an insurance agent. So he can take your needs financially and health insurance, combine them, and then design a plan specifically for you, take it to each individual insurance company and get you the best deal. How can you lose? You can't. Every one of his plans designed to eliminate your out-of-pocket costs for everything. 
not just to reduce it, but to eliminate it, and he does it. He's right here in our town, but he's licensed in 23 states, including Missouri and Illinois. So no matter where you're listening, chances are he can help you. And he can do every appointment virtually from the comfort of your own home. Never does he charge a broker fee. Never. Now you're saying, well, Kevin, I'm turning 65, and so I'm about to get into Medicare. Can Jordan help me with that? The answer is absolutely yes. Medicare supplements, Advantage plans, Part D drug plans, he'll make it simple and easy to understand, as opposed to the literature you're no doubt getting in your mailbox nowadays from all of the insurance companies. It's confusing, throw it away, call Jordan. They're not going to let you know that most Advantage plans have a zero monthly premium. Jordan will. They're probably not going to tell you about the most important thing that elderly people face, pre-existing conditions. Yes, there are new options that cover those. Jordan can tell you about them. There are lots of extras included, gym memberships, transportation services, hearing aids, all things that elderly people are interested in. Jordan can help you. Just call him, Jordan Krugman, 314-602-4055, or go online at thehealthinsuranceguy.net. So the Pope is a crook. We knew that all along. The Pope is a Nazi. We should have known that all along by his behavior. We know that he hides pedophiles, which makes him a criminal. That's your Catholic Church. Welcome to the Catholic Church of Joe Biden. Not that Biden abides by any doctrines of Catholicism. He doesn't. He flaunts them. He laughs at them. He mocks them. He's an abortion king. Last time I checked, the Catholic Church hadn't changed that much where abortions are perfectly fine. I don't think so. So the Catholic Church chooses popes like Biden chooses cabinet members. It doesn't really matter whether you're qualified. It only matters if you check all the right boxes. In the in the Pope's case, pedophile, Nazi, those kinds of things. Censor. He's bad news. This guy represents Satan, not God. He's satanic. And the Catholic Church, the members of the Catholic Church, sit around and, okay, no big deal. He's our Pope, after all. And how dare you speak out against him, Kevin Slayton? You are going to hell. Well, I've been told that by Catholics. (laughs) They're so stupid they don't understand how ironic that is. These supposed children of God telling me I'm going to hell because I say that their leader is a Nazi criminal pedophile. All of the facts, by the way, support me. None of the facts support disgruntled Catholics who take their ire out at me. I don't care what you think. The facts are the facts. Your thoughts aren't important to me. Totally irrelevant when they're in contravention of the facts. I defy any Catholic to call this show and discuss with me and defend this clown's behavior with regard to hiding pedophiles, with regard to expelling archbishops who disagree with him, cutting their salaries because they had the nerve to disagree with him. Go ahead, any Catholic listening, Call in and defend that behavior. I'd love to hear it. Love to hear it. But instead, you just sit around on your ass 
and you do nothing about it. You don't protest to the to the to the uh, Archbishop here in St. Louis, who's a clown, by the way, all uh, as well. This guy runs around the diocese uprooting long-serving priests and monsignors from churches, from church communities where they've established a wonderful relationship with the churchgoers and the congregation there, for no reason boots them out and puts them somewhere else. It happened in Sacred Heart Church in Florissant. It happened in a whole bunch of others. So you've got a clown circus running the Catholic Church. It's embarrassing. Absolutely embarrassing. And remember the book of Revelations itself refers to the papacy as the Antichrist. So I'm not off when I refer to him as satanic. But I digress. Abby Lowell is a name you may or may not be familiar with. He is the lawyer for Hunter Biden, has been the lawyer for a lot of high-priced Democrats, has has represented some Republicans, I must add, too. He now claims that since Hunter Biden has been subpoenaed to come in and give a deposition in front of the House Oversight Committee, that he wants it done in public. Now, there's reasons why he wants it done in public, and we'll get into those. But unfortunately for him, that's not what the law says. But hey, what Democrat doesn't break the law? The laws aren't for Democrats. Don't be silly, you peons. They don't apply to them. They don't apply to Abby Lowell and his ilk. Come on. James Comer, is there anything abnormal regarding your subpoena for Hunter Biden? This is a normal subpoena. This is a normal congressional subpoena. Uh, it's a lawful subpoena. Uh, we have asked him to come in on December 13th. His attorney said today that he would gladly come in, uh, but only for a public hearing. He'll have a public hearing after we do the deposition. This is the way credible investigations are conducted. And Hunter, Hunter Biden is not above the law. Just because he's gotten away with uh, criminal activity by the DOJ, the FBI, the IRS, the National Archives, doesn't mean he's going to be treated that way by the House Oversight Committee. Uh, we are going to abide by the law. Jamie Raskins, the, the ranking member on the House Oversight Committee, did this exact same process. He had this a very similar scenario with Steve Bannon when he was subpoenaed by the January 6th committee. He wanted to come in, not for a deposition, but for a public hearing. Raskin said he had to sit down for a deposition because that's what the law requires. That's what we require of Hunter Biden. We will gladly have a public hearing with Hunter Biden after we do the deposition to go over the 10,000 plus pages of bank records and documents that we have with, with countless questions about specific transactions. Carpe diem, Jamie Comer. 10,000 pages. They've got the Bidens by the ass, and the Bidens know it. So they're going to try everything under the sun to avoid it. They know they're caught. If the Bidens were smart, and they're not, no one ever accused them of being smart. They're dirty, they're corrupt, they lie for a living, they're all of that. They couldn't care less about Americans. They're anti-American. They're bigots. They're racists. They're all of those things. They're not smart, though. If they were smart, they would go ahead and let the uh, Republicans, and I would, in fact, instruct the Department of Justice, go ahead and arrest Hunter, charge him, and then I'll pardon him. Now, they're not smart because if they continue to delay this, once 
the old man's out of office and Trump is back in, that Department of Justice will charge Hunter Biden, will prosecute, and will convict, and there'll be no pardon. But the Bidens aren't smart. They're arrogant. They actually believe they'll never be held accountable. And the reason they believe that is because Biden is, what, 81 years old, and he's never been held accountable. If you're not going to hold him accountable for 81 years, why start now? That's what the Democrats believe. And they'll cause enough trouble with their friends in the media to try to save all of the Bidens. Now, that's now. When Biden's out of office, I'm not so sure those Democratic charlatans will be so loyal. They normally aren't. It'll be infatuating to watch. I can't wait. Greg Jarrett, do you think Abby Lowell's tactic is going to work to insist on a public hearing? No, it's not going to work. Bluster, bravado, intimidation. The law compels you to comply. You don't get to dictate terms. But as you say, Hunter Biden thinks he's special and above the law, so he's trying to avoid a deposition where tough questions by smart investigators who work for the committee members, they know the facts. They would confront Hunter with the truth about his corrupt schemes. Financial records don't lie. And the committee, to their credit, has amassed volumes of incriminating evidence of bribery, money laundering, tax fraud, foreign lobbying crimes. And look, if Hunter Biden lies under oath, that's even more crime. So that's the reason why he's demanding a public hearing, because he knows that uh, probing questions are rare. Members grandstand with their speeches. But he also wants the usual Biden sycophants like Jamie Raskin and Dan Goldman to portray him as this poor victim of drug addiction who should be forgiven of his crimes. That's exactly what they want. They want to sit up there and make you and tug at your little heartstrings. The poor little drug addict. I mean, that's why he committed those crimes. But of course, in our system of justice, the fact that you're a drug addict, by the way, which is illegal, doesn't excuse your criminal behavior. You don't get a slap on the wrist. Oh, don't worry about it, you little crackhead. It's okay that you were money laundering, that you were bribing people. It's okay. We know crack is vicious. That isn't how it works. You know, I don't get to say, you know, I robbed that bank because my boss fired me and I didn't have any money. Well, then, by all means, rob the bank. Yeah, I killed those people, but my mommy was mean to me when I was little, so that made me kind of weird. So it was okay. I mean, this is how Democrats think. This is how Biden's going to try to sell himself. And the sycophants, as Greg Jarrett accurately described them, around him will try to carry his water for him. It isn't going to work. People are sick of the Bidens. They're sick of the corruption. Everybody is. It's every single day with this crime family. We thought the Clintons were bad. Wow. We thought the Obamas and the Bushes were bad. These people are unbelievable. And they don't care if you know it. I got to give credit where credit's due with Clinton and Bush and Obama. They didn't brag about it. The Bidens don't care if you know it. Hell, the old man bragged about it on television. Bribing the Ukrainian government. 
if they didn't fire a prosecutor who was looking into his son's company. <laughs> they bragged about it. Biden thought he was a tough guy. Biden's awfully tough when he's got our tax money behind him. Now, this evidence that we hear from Jamie Comer and the evidence that we've seen them accumulate as they've gone along, every now and then they'll have a news conference and give us an evidence drop, and it's unbelievable evidence. As you heard Greg Jarrett say, bank records don't lie. You can't argue bank records. You can't argue 150-plus suspicious activity flaggings. Banks don't do that unless it's very suspicious. And then you follow it and you find out there's a reason for the flagging because criminal behavior took place. So, Greg Jarrett, what does the evidence show at this point? Hunter sold his dad to the world. China, Russia, Ukraine, Romania, other countries over which Joe Biden exercised influence. He was bought and paid for, if you will. And the family got enormously rich by selling out America in what has to be the biggest bribery scandal in political history. 150 suspicious activity reports, as you point out, prove that tens of millions flowed to Biden-controlled shell companies, then funneled to family members. Devin Archer confirmed they were selling influence and access to Joe. He aided and abetted his son's schemes in the Burisma uh, scandal, conferring promises in exchange for money. I mean, you don't have to show that Joe Biden pocketed a penny. It's still a crime under the bribery statute if cash goes to his family. <laughs> There's a lot of crimes going on here. By the way, we've articulated the way these money laundering schemes work through mobsters. We, you've heard on our show in the past months a former member of the top crime family in New York who accumulated his wealth through these shell companies that they created also, just like the Bidens, who I suppose took their cues from the mob. You establish the shell company, which is in existence for no reason to do business, simply to pass money through and clean it up and send it off to one of the Bidens. That's how this numerous amount of shell companies were operating. That's all they did. They had no legitimate business. And so all of the money was then deposited in Biden family accounts, including grandchildren. Grandchildren. And they say, well, you can't show us Joe Biden taking any money. You don't have to. As the mobster explained, I didn't take my money right away either. I took it down the road. And down the road, very quietly, the, the other Bidens will be all of a sudden putting money in Big Joe's account. Oh, wait a minute. We just saw that about three weeks ago. 240000 put into Joe's account under the, under the guise of loan repayment. <laughs> the question becomes, how does Joe Biden, working on a $174,000 salary all those years as a congressman or a senator, how does he accumulate enough wealth to loan anybody a quarter of a million dollars? $174,000 is a nice salary, but it won't make you wealthy. I mean, you've already got three mansions, including a beachfront mansion. That's a lot of money on $174,000 a year. And yet you're making quarter of a million dollar loans to people? To family members, of course. 
somebody else might get a little suspicious. Say, Joe, how did you afford lending me $240,000? Joe doesn't want to answer those questions. Lexi Rigdon is a criminal defense attorney. If you were representing Hunter Biden, wouldn't you want to take him behind closed doors and at least get a practice run on this? Frankly, if I were him, I'd want a test run. I wouldn't necessarily want to do it on on in front of everybody. And so that says to me that he's not going to be very forthcoming with what he answers because, you know, there's there's a lot of potential issues there if he actually is. She hit it right on the button. He's confident going public because he's not going to answer anything. And he also knows that when a Jamie Comer or a Jim Jordan or a Mike Johnson or anyone on the House Oversight Committee starts probing with tough questions about factual bank records, he knows that when the Democrats get their turn, the Goldmans and the Raskins will apologize for the Republicans asking difficult questions, thank him for being there, apologize for his having to be there, and try to dress him up like the pig that he is in a tuxedo. It won't work. But that's the that's the philosophy. That's the tactic that Lowell is using here. He's not going to tell them anything. In fact, I suspect that it will be a cold day in hell before Hunter Biden sits down in front of any committee and testifies to anything. We'll see how long they can fight a legally issued subpoena. In the meantime, Daddio has been dropping the heavy hand of the United States onto the Israelis. This temporary pause that the United States likes to call it is really a ceasefire. It's been achieved to placate the terrorists and, of course, the anti-Semites in the United States government and in this country. Aaron Cohen is a former member of the Israeli Special Ops, which renders him, by the way, a badass. You don't want to mess with people like Aaron Cohen. Was Hamas on the run before Biden ordered this ceasefire? Hamas was begging for a ceasefire. Israel had deployed or uh, deployed what's called a sirlachatz in Hebrew. That's a pressure cooker campaign. Israel brilliantly rolled it out over a period of a month, killing thousands of Hamas terrorists with extreme selectivity, uh, using their JTAC unit. Uh, they can call off a missile mid-flight if they see a kid running across the street. But the fact is, is that Hamas's psychological warfare has dictated and found its way into the Oval Office and gotten into the head of President Biden who's gotten Israel a bad deal. Now, let me say this. Israel wants its hostages back. They're going to do anything to get them back. But Israel was on its way to finding out and figuring out exactly where those hostages were. But the fact is, is that right now, Israel's in a bad deal. And what I mean by that is those hostages and this deal is in control of who? Hamas. And that's a big no-no in counterterrorism. We don't like terrorists controlling the deal. This guy knows what he's talking about, right? Why would you want the terrorists to control the deal? That doesn't work. doesn't work for the Israelis. But I love the fact that he's pointed out that this Hamas ceasefire baloney has gotten into the noggin of Biden and his White House in the Oval Office. And they're the ones behind it. And they've dealt Israel a losing hand. 
Now, what does that mean that Hamas is controlling the deal? And what that means is that uh, the only way to, to get a, a better deal is to crank up that pressure and focus on the complete dismantling of Hamas so that we will not see an October 7th massacre repeat itself, which Hamas has been very public about. But here's the problem. The problem right now is that uh, the deal negotiators are the same country that are harboring the leaders of Hamas, Qatar. And in my world, that's also a big no-no. And that deal needs to get moved because right now, hey, there's Aaron. only 30% of those hostages released, and that's a problem. But I can assure you, if they crank up the operations, the minute they crank up, Hamas will start to cry. And if that doesn't work, I can assure you that maybe it's time to start looking at uh, some death sentences for some very high-ranking Hamas officials who are in Israeli prisons. Because we know the leverage game very well. But unfortunately, President Biden has put Israel in a corner right now. There isn't any question about that. It's refreshing to hear someone like Aaron Cohen speak out about it, but he's a former Israeli special ops guy, so he's not afraid of anybody. He's certainly not afraid of a pathetic old man. But this is what Biden does. This is the kind of squeeze he puts on his allies, our most trusted ally. I don't hear any of that kind of squeeze on the Ukrainians, do you? Are we concerned that the Ukrainians might be killing innocent people? No, we don't care. Ukrainians file, fire missiles into Russia. Do we know who's getting killed? We concerned about it? No, it's war. Innocent casualties happen in war. The Israelis, by all accounts, are doing everything they can. Did you hear him describe the technology they can use? That they can call off a missile mid-flight if they see a kid running across the street where the missile is targeting. That's incredible stuff. That's about as surgical as you can get. Any Again, anyone who pays attention to the casualty numbers that Hamas releases is a buffoon. But the Hamas people know that buffoons litter the United States government. That's all we have. Certainly Biden is the chief buffoon, and he'll believe anything they tell him. He's already apologized to them for not believing them. Can you believe this guy? This is a legitimate circus clown. Who apologizes to liars for not believing their lies? Are you kidding me? So you catch your wife or your husband dead to rights cheating. You walk in, there's the cheater with their other, their significant other, whoever that may be. Then later on you say, when, when they deny having an affair, you say, I apologize for thinking that you did. <laughs> do you know anybody who would do that? I do. Joe Biden. Apologizing to liars for not believing their lies. This guy's incredibly stupid. And do you hear any outrage in this country about it? A few people. Larry Kudlow. Anybody else? Not many. Us. He apologized to the Muslims. This guy's just a coward. And he's anti Semitic. 
Biden's one of the great bigots this country's ever produced. He hates blacks. He hates Jews. He's a pedophile. We are a circus man, and he is the ringleader. And that delusional idiot John Kirby, the spokesman for the State Department, wants you to believe that, hey, we can't really hold Hamas responsible for holding on to these American hostages. We're not even sure they have them. There's no indication at all that uh, Hamas is trying to use leverage or something to, to keep uh, Americans from getting out. We can't just assume that uh, Hamas has ready access to everybody in a moment's notice uh, or that all the Americans are being held by Hamas. What? Who do you think's holding them? Santa Claus? I mean, I can't believe I hear these words from these people. And these media people sit there and not, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. We can't assume that Hamas has them. I mean, they could be anywhere, right? Let's see. They were in Israel on October 7th. Many of them were at the music festival. They were kidnapped by Hamas terrorists and taken to Gaza. But hey, we can't just assume that Hamas has them. Are you hearing this? I can't believe I'm hearing it. This guy's delusional, but they're all delusional. The extent that they go to to lie is what I find unbelievable. No one believes their crap. They've got to know that. Even the sycophantic media who sits there and nods like bobbleheads, they can't possibly believe it. They're just cowards and they won't say anything about it. That's how Hitler came to power. We just can't assume that Hamas has the American hostages. <laughs> well, how about him saying that we, we certainly can't assume they're going to use them as leverage. Then why do they have them? You take hostages for one reason, leverage. There is no other reason. There's not B, C, or D. There's only A. There is no reason on the earth to take a hostage unless you want to use it for leverage. But Kirby says we just can't assume that terrorists who kidnapped American hostages, the country that they hate, would use those hostages as leverage. That's what he wants you to believe. I don't know about John Kirby's career in the military, in the Navy. I think he was an admiral. I don't know how he achieved that status, if he earned it, if he kissed enough ass, if he broke enough laws. Who knows? But whatever distinguishing things he did, if any, he's destroyed them. His pathetic behavior to cozy up to a criminal president is outrageous. John Kirby is a despicable coward. That's the kind of person that rises to the rank of admiral in the Navy? What kind of a Navy do we have? You have to ask yourself that. Remember, John McCain rose in the ranks of the Navy. That should have been a tip-off. But Kirby? When I listen to Kirby talk, I think one thing. Pussy. That's what he is. He is gutless. He has no spine whatsoever. Whatever he's ordered to do by Biden, he does it no matter if it's illegal, no matter if it's a lie. He doesn't care. He's gutless. 
And this is why I fear for the safety of this country. If gutless people like him rose in the ranks of our military, what does that say about our military? And by our military, I mean the people that lead the military. I'm not talking about the rank and file. I still have my questions about them. I haven't made a decision yet as to how I think. I worry, though, that if there were real patriots who tried to overthrow this corrupt government that we now are under, and by the way, that's not illegal, that's what the Constitution demands, but I worry that if real patriots do that, kind of like George Washington, you know, remember that guy? that the military rank and file would not be on our side. That's my greatest worry. If we have the rank and file, I don't care what the generals or the admirals think. Because if there was a true civil war, they'd be dead on arrival. They'd be the first to go. The corrupt people who lead the military, those soldiers who risk their lives every day for corrupt leaders, All they want is a chance at that. Once they figure out that it's legal, boom. And it would be legal under an insurrection against this corrupt government by virtue of the Constitution. But John Kirby wants you to believe that somehow there's no reason to think that Hamas is holding the American hostages. And if they are, it's certainly not for leverage. Larry Kudlow, who's dictating the terms of this war? Uh, Yesterday, we talked about how the enemy, namely Hamas, is setting the terms of the hostage pause and to some extent the entire war now. This should not have happened. The principal reason Hamas wants to stop the Israeli advance and hide behind the human shield hostages is precisely because Israel was pounding them successfully using tremendous force in their mission to annihilate Hamas. But now, as Peter Ducey reported, the question becomes, will Israel be allowed to finish the job? Well, the the answer is, if Biden has his way, no. No. Let me just read to you in case people are wondering, Kevin, where are you getting this? constitutional provision to overthrow the corrupt government. It's right there in the Second Amendment. Remember, this is why this government, as corrupt as it is, hates the Second Amendment. It isn't just about guns. You need to read the whole thing. I mean, the point of the Second Amendment is to overthrow a tyrannical government. It says very clearly Whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it's the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government. Pretty simple. Pretty simple. Now, all I can tell you is I understand those words. I think most people do. (laughs) The Second Amendment is about the ability to maintain an armed rebellion against the government if that becomes necessary. I'm just telling you, 
that we have plenty of statutes. We have a lot of things that allow us redress for a corrupt government. And we need to do it. We need to use it. Here's the statute that allows it. 18 U.S. Code, Section 2385, Advocating Overthrow of Government. Whoever knowingly or willfully advocates a bet's blah, 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 And it goes through it all. So we've got it all. We've got legal authority from the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, We've got it all. It's sitting right there. I mean, I I don't know what else to tell you. But they don't like it. They don't like it. They don't like that we know it. They don't like that the military might not be on their side. I don't know. But the Declaration of Independence is clear on it. I I originally said it was a constitutional provision. I'm sorry, I meant Declaration of Independence. The constitutional provision of the Second Amendment is designed to allow you to be armed as a militia to overthrow a corrupt government, that the Declaration of Independence gives us the very right to, not only the right, but the duty. It uses that word, duty. So I'll go ahead and believe in the Declaration of Independence and our Constitution instead of believing in Joe Biden or Jamie Raskin or Adam Schiff or Pelosi. Remember, the duty to alter or abolish any government that does not secure our unalienable rights, including life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Do you think this government is securing our life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness? If you do, you belong with those tyrannical Britons back in 1776. But we have that very right. Larry Kudlow, what did Senator Chris Murphy say about Israel's style of attacking Hamas? I think you can defeat Hamas without this level of civilian casualties, which he then calls unacceptable. Well, hang on a second. Was October 7th unacceptable? Just ask it. Does Mr. Murphy envision a war without casualties? What does he want? I didn't hear him say October 7th was unacceptable. Didn't hear a word about it. And how are you supposed to fight in a street fight against terrorists who build tunnels under children's bedrooms, who build their offices under hospital rooms? How do you fight them surgically? Well, you heard Aaron Cohen say that the Israelis could call off a missile mid-flight. Kaylee McEnany, how do you do this? How do you fight surgically 
when as the IDF told me and as we've seen on these airwaves, there are tunnels underneath kids' beds. When you go to a hospital and there are weapons in front of colorfully painted portraits in a children's hospital. When the main military complex of Hamas is underneath Al-Shifa Hospital, it's ridiculous. Israel is doing everything it can to avoid civilian deaths, but you are fighting terrorists here. It is insane. It is something that was not said to Ukraine, by the way. I don't recall the admonitions wide and far to Ukraine. We must condition the aid. We trusted our ally, and here we don't trust our ally. And it's sad to me, because we are dealing with monsters. I'll correct Kaylee in one point. Ukraine's not our ally, but that's fine. She, her point's correct. We didn't condition aid to Ukraine that, hey, by the way, you surgically attack these Russians, but we're doing it to our actual ally? That's what these liberal senators want? They want a conditioned sending money to help the Israelis obliterate Hamas. By what standard? Who's going to go over there and judge what was surgically done? These liberals are doing this based on the word of Hamas. Terrorists who claim high civilian casualty numbers. That's not what Israel said. It's what the terrorists said. And the liberal Democrat senators and president side with the terrorists. That's who they believe. Wow. I just mentioned that that Second Amendment was designed to support the Declaration of Independence if indeed the time came that we must overthrow a corrupt government per our Declaration's duty. Dick Durbin over there in Illinois, the most aptly named senator in history, Dick Durbin, hates guns. But remember, this guy has armed bodyguards. Across the country, gun violence is a public health epidemic, plain and simple. In 2022, there were more than 48,000 firearm-related deaths in the United States. That's 132 Americans every day dying from gun violence. So much was left out of those numbers. First of all, he didn't tell us how many lives have been saved by responsible gun owners. He didn't tell us that, did he? How many Potential crimes were halted by responsible gun owners. How many? Does he know? Does he care? Of course not. How many good guys with guns took out bad guys? He doesn't know. Doesn't care. Doesn't want to know. Colian Noor is a guns rights activist. What is Durbin leaving out? It doesn't factor in the number of people who are committing suicides, which consists of six, over 62 to 65 percent of all gun-related deaths. So they don't like to parse that aspect of it out because if you do that, that means you have to start dealing with and addressing an underlying root of what's causing people to want to be or what's causing people to want to take their lives with a firearm. And you can't blame it on a firearm because if you look at the suicides in America – they're not that much higher than other places that don't have firearms. So clearly it isn't a gun issue, but they don't want to talk about that because then they can't continue to use guns as a scapegoat for their failed policies. You know why they're bothered? You know why they're talking about guns again? Because a new poll came out and said that 52%, a majority of Americans, now either own guns or have someone in their family who owns guns. It's at record high levels. 
Had we been smart, we all would have opened a gun shop about five years ago. But we weren't smart. Other people were smart. And they're making money like you can't believe. And why wouldn't they be? People don't own guns to commit murders except for the psychopaths. And you're never going to get rid of the psychopaths. As he pointed out, people commit suicide with guns. They also commit suicide in other ways. Should we outlaw prescription drugs? Because people kill themselves with drugs all the time. Should we outlaw knives? People stab each other to death. Did you see where Officer Derek Chauvin was found in prison, stabbed? How did that happen? Should we outlaw cars? Because carjackings are now used in violent robberies of businesses. I'm just at a loss. I don't understand it. I believe that the gun laws that we have are good laws. I believe we need those laws. I believe they're sufficient laws. But I believe they need to be enforced. And when you enforce them, you don't have a problem. You're always going to have a mental illness problem. You cannot blame the existence of a gun in the hands of a mentally ill person on the gun. You have to find out how it happened. How did that person get access? Are you following the laws? Are you doing it properly? The answer clearly is no in most cases. The liberals went so far as to bring in some clown who calls herself an emergency doctor, emergency room, I guess, Dr. Megan Ranney, to testify to a load of nonsense regarding guns and listen closely at the end for Senator John Kennedy's response to her. I think there's easy access to firearms combined with environmental conditions, uh, lack of great education. There have actually been studies showing that when you green vacant lots and repair abandoned buildings in urban neighborhoods, you see decreases in gunshots and violence. Sounds a lot like word salad to me. (laughs) In green vacant lots, you have less gun violence. What what did that even mean? <laughs> so if you have an electric car parked by one of those lots, because now you're talking green energy and all this kind of nonsense, hokey bullcrap, nobody's going to shoot anybody? Is that what that means? Go down on Martin Luther King Boulevard in any city in America that's named Martin Luther King Boulevard, and you will find violence of all kinds. Green, black, blue, gray, it doesn't matter. It is word salad, but that's what liberals specialize in. Thank you, Senator Kennedy, for pointing it out. If they didn't have word salad, they couldn't talk. They couldn't lie, they couldn't talk. If you had a way of invoking the anti-lie powers and said that we possess the power that if you lie, you can't speak, liberals would never talk. That's going to be my new prayer to God every morning. God, by the way, after I pray for everybody's safety, please, would you take it upon yourself to silence liberals from lying? And that means you silence them completely. They can't talk. That would be beautiful, wouldn't it? A world where liberals couldn't speak. And the reason I say that is not because I don't want to hear their opinions. If they were going to give us their opinions, I'm all ears. Hey, you have solutions to problems? Let's hear it.
But we don't want to hear your lies anymore. We're sick of your lies. That's all liberals do is lie. If you know a liberal, you know a liar. On top of that, you know somebody who's really stupid. Like Brandon Johnson. You're probably not even familiar with who that is. He's the new black mayor of Chicago. I don't know when the last time Chicago had a white mayor, but nonetheless, the problems they have in these inner cities is they have high crime, no business wants to relocate there, death daily, and what do they have in common? They have the same Democratic leadership, whether it's a black or white mayor, for decades. In most of these inner cities now, in these urban areas, these cities are controlled by a black mayor. In many of them, it's a black police chief. What's the common thread? Nothing but death. But Brandon Johnson says, you're a bigot if you say that. You're a right-wing extremist. You know, what we've seen is a very raggedy form um, instituted by right-wing extremism. Um, everyone knows that the right-wing extremism in this country has targeted democratically ran cities. And quite frankly, uh, they've been very intentional about going after democratically ran cities that are led by people of color. And their whole motivation is to create disruption and chaos because that's what this that particular party has been about. Right? This is the same political party that did not want to accept that President Obama was actually an American. It's the same Republican right-wing extremism that stormed the Capitol. It's the same right-wing extremism that refuses to accept the results of the Civil War. It's raggedy. <laughs> it's disrespectful. It's mean-spirited. It's an unclean spirit, quite frankly. You're unclean. So, so I got you. I got you. You're unclean. It's raggedy. You won't accept the results of the Civil War. What is he talking about? This whack job. Bigot. You right-wing extremists. I love it when a black politician calls out right-wing extremists. That's code for white people. That's who he's talking about. We all know that. I love it when he tells us, though, everyone knows that the right-wing extremists blame black people. No. First of all, I don't know any right-wing extremists. Is he talking about people who are critical of the high crime rates of his city? Where innocent black children are murdered daily because he and his predecessor refused to prosecute murderers, refused to give police officers the freedom to pursue murderers. So if you criticize that, you're a right-wing extremist, meaning you're a white supremacist, because I'm black. I can't do anything wrong. You can't tell me I'm doing something wrong. And if you do, you're a white supremacist. Black people can't do any wrong. You see, a white person can't be critical of a black person unless the white person's a racist. <laughs> That's how people like Brandon Johnson think. He really believes that. That's what a bigot he is. He is the epitome of, of a racist. And he runs Chicago. Wow. Into the ground, I might add. Another guy who has armed bodyguards around him 24-7. Greg Gutfeld has the most recent example of white-hating in the news, and this is a good one. Recently, anti-racist activist Janice Gassam Asser, 
who's so full of hot air, she has gas in her middle name. She published an article in Forbes that offers three ways to decenter whiteness in your workplace. Here's a taste. Quote, white centering can be thought of as a system that prioritizes white dominant culture to the detriment of non-white groups and cultures. White centering has been given many names, including the white gaze and whiteness as the default. Translation, there's too many white people, but we can't say that yet. So here's a simple test to determine if something is racist. Just replace the word white with the word black. Let's try it. Black centering can be thought of as a system that prioritizes black dominant culture to the detriment of non-black groups and cultures. Black centering has been given many names, including the black gaze and blackness as the default. I know. That'll make you regret shopping on White Friday. <laughs> this woman that he's talking about is black, of course. Decentering whiteness. These people come up with some real monster stuff. What in the hell does that even mean? Decentering whiteness. What kind of a lunatic are you? You are a lunatic. There's no doubt about that. Good grief. Honestly, where do they come up with this crap? Well, she wasn't done, by the way. J.D. Vance... The senator from Ohio was not having any of that baloney when he heard about that, and he said so. And when he said so, he did it with, did it with a tweet. I'm just done with this bullshit. I'm reading his tweet. It's racist and it's gross. Forbes should be ashamed of themselves for publishing it. The author is a diversity, equity, and inclusion consultant. I've directed my staff to investigate whether her quote-unquote business receives any public money from Ohio. Good for you, Senator Vance. The bigot's response to his tweet? The senator has no idea what dissentering whiteness actually means and how it's about the system of whiteness and not one white person or white people. Wow, thanks for defining it. So it's not about one white person. It's about all of those crackers. Anyway, if you're keeping score... If you're keeping score, her one response mentions decentering whiteness, system of whiteness, white person, white people. Jesus, lady, if you're that obsessed with whiteness, just admit you hate white people or you have a crush on Tom Shalhoub. <laughs> Tom Shalhoub, of course, is one of the characters on Gutfeld Show, and he's a white guy. This is the kind of crap Forbes magazine is publishing? Decentering whiteness? You want to talk about word salad, Senator Kennedy? There you have it. Decentering whiteness. <laughs> now, she probably learned, as our director of research pointed out, all about decentering whiteness in her African studies course in college. African studies is simply code for I hate white people. That's all it is. What does racial harm mean, Greg Gutfeld? Fact is, racial harm means whatever these hucksters wanted to mean at that moment. So when someone gets called racist, you won't know whether they used the N-word or expected you to be on time. And since <laughs> your target is whiteness, you can't cause harm if you're not white, even if you're really bad at your job. So no wonder Kimmel wore blackface. I love it. <laughs> but in addition to that, 
you have a young nine-year-old boy going to a Kansas City Chiefs game dressed in his headdress and his face painted half black, half red. Uh, those are Chiefs colors. And, of course, a black something or other, I guess, activist, objected to this, calling on the NFL to do something about it. Now, if you've ever been to a Chiefs game or to any team's game, you see people painting their faces with the team colors all the time. No one says boo about it. If someone paints, for instance, if you go to um, an Indianapolis Colts game and someone has half of their face painted blue, I don't look at them and say, oh, my God, they're making some sort of liberal statement because they're blue. I'm not stupid. I understand fandom. Fans do fun things. Now, I haven't painted my face in a week or two, so I I couldn't comment on it. But this is a nine-year-old little boy who is putting his war paint on as a Kansas City Chiefs fan. He looked great, I might add, but not to this liberal freak. It reminded me that, you know, the liberals will tell you what you mean and what you do, and they'll tell you what they are, whether they are or they aren't. Similar to Pocahontas, for instance, who insisted that she's Indian because, after all, in her family, they talked about Indians. I have lived in a family that has talked about Native American and talked about tribes since I've been a little girl. I still have a picture on my mantle at home. And it's a picture my mother had before that, a picture of my grandfather. And my Aunt B has walked by that picture at least a thousand times, remarked that he, that her father, my papa, had high cheekbones like all of the Indians do. Being Native American has been part of my story, I guess, since the day I was born. You are such an arrogant, pompous ass, it's not even funny. <laughs> she doesn't even recognize what a racist comment that is. My papa has high cheekbones like all Indians do. <laughs> so if you have curly hair, my papa has curly hair like all black men do, so I must be black. Wow. Wow. What a, what a, just an unapologetic bigot she is. But it benefited her to be black. So Aunt B, believe that or not, she has an Aunt B. Aunt B says, Papa has high cheekbones. So Harvard, I want that job because I'm an Indian and I want that 450 grand a semester or a year or whatever it was that she got for teaching Indian studies since she's actually an Indian. Because her papa has high cheekbones. Aunt B says so. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. If you said to me, hey, sound as dumb as you can possibly be. Tell people that you're Indian because your family talks about Indians. Um, tell them that you have an Aunt B. You know, don't, go ahead and make that up, too. That you have an Aunt B like Mayberry who walks by papa's picture and says, Papa has high cheekbones, so we're all Indians. Go ahead, Cochise. Tell him, Geronimo. What an abject lunatic. And this woman gets reelected into the United States Senate time after time after time by those morons in Massachusetts. 
liberals. You don't have to form an opinion that liberals are stupid. They give you overwhelming evidence every day, every time one of them speaks. (laughs) Aunt B says so. How dare you, Trump, call me Pocahontas? Aunt B says Papa has high cheekbones. Get away from me, Trump. (laughs) I got to tell you, from my perspective, Pocahontas was the greatest nickname Trump came up with for all of them. He had some doozies, but Pocahontas was the best. I remember the first time he was asked about her, and he said, Who are you talking about? You mean Pocahontas? (laughs) They hate it, but I love it. But here's what they need to worry about. When the Black Lives Matter founder in Rhode Island says blacks are moving away from Biden and the Democrats, uh uh-oh, Pocahontas, what are you going to tell this guy? I feel like a lot of black people are starting to pivot off of that Democratic plantation for so long. Uh, We've been slaves to that uh, party. You know, actually, we've been mental slaves, uh, afraid to get off of that plantation because, uh, you know, we've been used and abused for so long that party. They don't value our vote. Uh, their policies are basically um, racist policies. And I believe it's a racist party that strikes at the heart of the, the black family and the nuclear family in general. And I believe Donald Trump is he's the opposite. He's hes going to tell you how, how it is. He's going to give it to you straight. He's not going to, um, you know, uh, be a hypocrite and, and, you know, stab you in the back like the Democratic Party loves to do. That's the Black Lives Matter founder in Rhode Island. You can tell he's had his monster energy drink. And you know what he's telling you that the rest of the black community has too. They're tired of it. They've now got the energy. They're getting up and saying enough's enough from you lying Democrats. All of your policies are racist policies. We want that extra energy. We want to be focused. We've got our monster energy drink. We know that monster energy drink helps us pursue victory to be at our best at the top of our game. That's what he's telling you. That's what I heard. He's unleashing the beast in him with the most badass energy drink on the planet, Monster Energy Drink. I wonder if he drinks what I drink. I drink the Zero Ultra, which has no sugar and only 10 carbs. And by the way, just as an aside, I'll have some Monster Energy Drink swag to give away at Friendly's today in South County and tomorrow at the Irish Gypsy Pub and Grill. But I digress. When the Black Lives Matter founder in Rhode Island says those things about the Democrats and Biden in particular, and then doesn't say, you know, Trump's just as bad. Nope. Trump's the man of choice. Trump gives it to us straight. He's not a hypocrite. He's not a liar. That's when Democrats, if they were smart, and no one's accused them of that, would wonder It's time to change course, but they don't. They praise Biden as having saved us from World War III in the Middle East. Try to comprehend that now for a moment, if you will. Over 75 attacks by Iran and their proxies on our military installations in the Middle East. We have responded with virtually nothing. And somehow Biden has saved us from World War III. That's according to noted liberal geniuses, Eric Swalwell and Joe Scarborough. I also like to step back uh, when I see some of the heat President Biden is taking and think, what would the alternative be? Can you imagine 
what the scenario would be in the Middle East. It would probably be the United States and Israel in a World War III-like scenario. The world could really spiral into World War III, but it's not because a guy who's actually had 50 years of experience. 50 years of experience. They say this stuff with a straight face. Swawa, can you imagine what the alternative would be? Scarbo, well, what, you know, 50 years of experience. Experience at what? What has Biden ever done except lie? I want someone to tell me that. All he did, tax Medicare, he did that. So if you're a Medicare recipient today and you pay tax on that income, that, of course, you paid into the system all your life, you can thank Biden for that. He's the guy, while in the Senate, who made sure that you would pay tax on your, I'm sorry, not Medicare, on your Social Security. So you pay all your life into the Social Security system so that you get a benefit when you turn a certain age or when you elect to take it after a certain age. And the government's going to take a portion of that back because of Joe Biden. That's the 50 years experience that Scarborough's talking about. He's had 50 years of experience at screwing you. And he's done it well. I will give him credit. See, I'm an open and honest guy. I give credit where credit's due. There isn't any question in my mind Biden has spent the last 50 years of his experience screwing me. And he'll continue to do it if we let him. Likewise, that single-digit IQ Jessica Tarlov can't believe anyone blames Biden for what's happening in the ceasefire in the Israeli war. It's incomprehensible to me to to blame Joe Biden for this. I mean, Joe Biden, his standing on the world stage in terms of what world leaders think of him is up, what people in other countries think is up. And I think it's dereliction of duty, this narrative that's going on in the media and in, in certainly in the liberal media where they just want to crap on him. <laughs> I don't know who's dumber. I really don't. It's re- it's definitely too close to call. Let, let's Let's identify the candidates. Pocahontas, who's Indian because her Aunt B says Papa had high cheekbones. Eric Swalwell, who says, imagine the alternative if Biden weren't president in the Middle East. Scarborough, who says 50 years of Biden experience has prevented World War III. Or Tarlov, who can't believe, she finds it indescribable that Biden's being blamed for what's going on in the Middle East in the ceasefire which he, by the way, caused. And that the liberal media, the liberal media, craps all over him. I would like one example, one, of the liberal media crapping on Biden, ever. We just heard Scarborough. Biden's 50 years of experience, man. That's why we're not in World War Three. There's your liberal media. I don't see that as crapping on Biden. When have they done that? Jessica Tarlov. Now, you had Judge Janine, Jesse Waters, Dana Perino, and Greg Gutfeld sitting there, and not one of them said to her, what the fuck are you talking about? Not one of them. Give me an example. Give me an example, Jessica Tarlov. Unbelievable. They're running scared of third-party candidates, too, the liberals are. They're petrified of them, so they're all of a sudden directing some attacks toward them. 
Cornell West is one of them. He says Biden and his gang should be afraid of a third-party candidate. I think they have good reason to be afraid because anybody who wants to speak the truth when you have a regime in, the, in, in power that denies the truth, anybody who seeks justice, who, who runs away from justice, they ought to be afraid. But that's for the Republican Party and that's for the Democratic Party. Both of them shot through with corruption, shot through with mendacity, shot through with too many lies. And I'm just trying to stand for truth and justice, my dear sister. As a fallible, finite human being, that's what I'm standing for, and that's what I'm going to live and die for. I'm not sure Cornell West knows anything, but he is right that both of these parties, political parties are corrupt to the gills. That's why Donald Trump is so popular. He's not really a member of the Republican Party. It's just he doesn't want anything to do with the liberal Democrats. He knows what the country needs. That should be a political party of itself, and it really is. It's a movement. It's MAGA. That's our third political party. The MAGA party. I'm proud to be a member of that. I want to make America great again, and I want to elect leaders who will do it. The mayor of Chicago again brags on having illegals invading Chicago. Imagine, they don't have enough criminals. They want more. City government is maintaining our efforts to welcome and resettle asylum seekers here in Chicago, and we are making progress. In partnership with the state, we have successfully helped over 10,000 new arrivals to resettle in the area and reunite with family and friends in various places. Family and friends? (laughs) With the help of the state, let me see if I can recap this. Chicago's broke. Illinois's broke. And somehow they're diverting what funds they have to resettle 10,000 or more illegal aliens who haven't been vetted for anything, criminality, COVID, anything, So they can reunite with family and friends. Which family members do you think live in Chicago of the guy from Venezuela? We all know the answer is nobody. But Brandon Johnson thought it would sound better, so he just lied. But then again, he's a liberal. So why would we be surprised that he lies? But he's bragging on breaking the law. Only liberals do that. You are allowing people to enter this country illegally, you're housing them with taxpayer money. All of that's against the law, but you don't care. You're a liberal. The law doesn't matter to you. Auden Cabello is an independent journalist, and he's been working down near Eagle Pass in Texas. And the first question he asks illegals crossing the border is this. Why are you coming now? And um, without hesitating... Uh, the answer is that the open the uh, border is open. Uh, they, they talk about uh, President Biden's invitation at the, and that they're going to be helped. Uh, that's the, one of the main answers that they give. And I asked them, why now? Why didn't you come before? Have you heard of President Trump? It's like, oh, yeah, we, we've heard of him. And um, he, he was very strict. We weren't going to risk coming under him to get deported. Um, and that's why we're coming out. We know that under this administration, we're going to be helped. See, it's not just an opinion. It's not just conservative media who says 
they wouldn't have come if Trump were still president. They say it. Because they're not stupid. We come when Trump's here, we're going to get deported. We come when Biden's here, we're not only getting helped, we're getting resettled, we're getting money. It's fantastic. We're getting new cell phones. You know, my cell phone's been acting up. I think I'm going to go down to Mexico and walk across the border. I'll get a new one. Good stuff. I'll get a free flight home. You got to love this stuff. Listen while Alejandro Mayorkas lies regarding the answer to illegal immigration. The answer is quite clear, and that is to fix a system that everyone agrees is fundamentally broken, and we need congressional action. For the 12 million people who are here in the United States who have been contributing so fundamentally to our country's well-being, they're our neighbors, our friends, our fellow congregants, uh, they provide our, our frontline workers. Well, who is this guy talking about? They're our friends, they're our neighbors, they're our fellow congregants. Who's he talking about? It's not the illegal aliens. They're not any of those things. But there are murderers and rapists. There are plenty of those. They're lawbreakers. They're all lawbreakers, every one of them. Every single one of them. So they're contributing to making our country better, he says. We all know the answer is fixing the broken immigration system. Do you know something? I've been hearing that now for ever since Biden took over. It's the broken immigration system. It's up to Congress. There is nothing broken about our immigration system. Nothing. It's worked just fine for 200 plus years until Biden got in. We've always had illegals. We always will. They'll sneak in. Things are pretty much under control when Trump was in. Things were pretty much under control when Bush was in, despite all his criminal illegalities, but the border was under control. So there's no policy that caused this other than Biden. We don't have an illegal immigration policy that lets the border wide open. Biden decided that. That's not the law. Biden decided that breaking the law was okay. After all, he's a liberal. Liberal Democrats believe breaking the law is okay as long as it benefits them. That's the absolute definition of a dictatorship. Biden makes the law. And then breaks the ones and gets rid of the ones he doesn't like. That's what Hitler did. Law? What do you mean? I can murder people. I can imprison people. I can shut down the Catholic Church in Germany. I can do all that. We have one one religion. It's called the Reich religion, the Third Reich religion. The Third Reich Church, they called it. For all you union people out there, you couldn't be any dumber if you voted for this guy. Just ask coal miner Bo Copley. Biden wants to get rid of them all. We live in an area that's, uh, you know, we, we we live and breathe by coal in this, in this area. And whether you're actually in coal or not, you're affected by it. Yeah. And to have a... Uh, an administration that is uh, bent on driving uh, coal completely uh, out of business. Uh, and, and it just baffles me that, you know, we're not part of the demographic that they're, they're trying to get as far as voters are concerned. So they, they could care less about us. They, they want to play a narrative and they want to divide the country. 
uh, and they want to placate to the rest of the world, and they they could care less about people like me. And uh, so, yeah, it, it it troubles me that we have an administration that that is so bent on driving us out of out of work. Biden specializes in that, and then he tries to tell you that he's created jobs when he hasn't. He has put more people out of work. The jobs creations that he claims, of course, I'll repeat it daily, are jobs that were already there. People just came back to work. Lara Logan has interviewed a woman by the name of Victoria White. We've talked about our friend Owen Schroyer on this show, who's still in solitary confinement in prison until December 18th for a misdemeanor trespassing violation. Lara Logan talked with Victoria White, another person that was in uh, Washington, D.C. on January 6th. The difference here is Victoria White was beaten nearly to death by Washington Capitol Police. It's a female. She was unarmed, just like Victoria, excuse me, just like uh, Miss Bobbitt was. And here's what Lara Logan described. And I have to say one of them that stands out is uh, the footage of Victoria White being beaten. Because this is a woman that I have interviewed. I spent some time with her up in Minnesota. And you can see truly horrific footage of her in the tunnel where she is being beaten by not one Capitol Police officer, one uh, officer actual, but by a second officer as well. They're beating her with batons. And uh, all this woman is doing, I mean, she's she's crushed by all these people in the tunnel. She can barely cover her face with her hands. She has blood pouring down her face from the wounds on her head. And when they lose the batons, they continue to hold her up with one hand and beat her in the face with their fists. So how did the January 6th commission, the, the committee, how did they miss footage like that? And you want to know the worst part? Victoria White was charged by the government, right? The DOJ went after her. The FBI went after her. These are people without conscience. That is exactly what they are. They're criminals and they're without conscience. They beat her with batons. Then they beat her with fists when they lost their batons. One woman, two police officers, both who should be hung, get their trial over with as fast as possible and then hang them in public square. And, by the way, allow her husband or her son or her brother to beat them. Because that's what happens, you know. That's when a a corrupt cop learns the lesson. You think you're a tough guy? Let's see how you react to this, because we're going to beat you to death, just like you tried to do to that helpless woman. You low-rent bastards. And neither one of those bastards have ever been charged with anything. But she got charged. They sought her out. Now, you'd think that a slut like Heels Up Harris would stand up for women. I mean, after all, she's the vice president. But while she's not slutting around, rather than helping out someone like Victoria White, she's announcing the creation of another worthless idea. We are announcing the creation of the first ever White House Office of Gun Violence Prevention. Living free from gun violence should be a right. So we're going to work on this together. We're going to continue to fight for reasonable gun safety laws and for the ability of all people to live their best lives free from fear, free from violence. 
You know my, where my fear comes from? People like you, Harris. I fear people like you in power. You are the most worthless piece of crap that's ever been in a public office. You're worse than Biden, if that's possible. You are completely worthless. You, like a slut, slept your way to the top to power. What an example you are for little girls everywhere. You too, little Janie, can become a success if you sleep with the right powerful men, whether they're married or not. That's Harris's message. She's creating something about gun violence. What is she, nuts? They're all nuts. Meanwhile, who does Victoria White see to get justice? Nobody. They charged her. And then you have idiots like Bill Maher, who has a little podcast where he thinks it's cool to get drunk. And he has Oliver Stone, the film director. And Maher tries to convince Oliver Stone, who who pleads ignorance as to whether or not the election uh, was legitimate or not. And Maher lies about Trump and the rigged election. Well, come on, you know Trump has, he still has not conceded the election. He has not conceded. He he does not honor the... Okay, I mean, do you know for a fact that uh, he he lost? I'm just curious. Okay. You're going to make I, me... I, I, I just don't know all the facts because... Well, I do. About... Is, is there a conspiracy theory you don't believe? Oh, come on, Bill. Uh, but Oliver... You know I'm intelligent. They tried it in like 60 courts. It was laughed out of every court, including by Republican judges. Find me 11,000 votes. It's on tape. So let's pick this apart for a moment. Oliver Stone admits, I don't know all the facts. Meyer's response is, well, I do. And then he recites lies. Anything but facts. It's been laughed out of 60 courts, the fact that the election was rigged. That's a complete and utter lie. It hasn't been laughed out of any courts because it was never heard. Courts rejected it without hearing it on its merits. So that's a lie. Just find me 11,000 votes. It's on tape. Well, that's like saying, I believe in Santa Claus. And someone says, well, that's on tape. And of course, after you say that, you say, but I also believe in the Easter Bunny. And I'll always do that because the child in me believes in that. Typical liberal Marr leaves a lot out. Here's what Trump actually said about the illegal ballots in Georgia when he was talking to the coward Brad Raffensperger. I think you're going to find that they are shredding ballots because they have to get rid of the ballots because the ballots are unsigned. The ballots are, are corrupt. And they're brand new and they don't have seals. And there's a whole thing with the ballots, but the ballots are corrupt. And you're going to find that they are... Which is totally illegal. It's, it's, it's more illegal for you than it is for them. So he's asking for Raffensperger to count the ballots that are legal. Count them. And when you count them, you'll find over 11,000 votes for me since I won by 400,000. That's the message. And here's how Trump concluded the phone call. Since Maher wants to convict him of trying to find 11,000 illegal votes for Trump. Why wouldn't you want to find the right answer, Brad, instead of keep saying that the numbers are right? So look, uh, can you get together tomorrow? And Brad, we just want the truth. It's simple. And uh, and everyone's going to look very good if the truth comes out. It's okay. It takes a little while, but let the truth come out. The real truth is I won by 400,000 votes at least. 
So what, so what are we going to do here, folks? I only need 11,000 votes. Fellas, I need 11,000 votes. Give me a break. <laughs> he wants you to count the legal votes. He's pointing out to you that his information is that these votes were unsealed, thereby being illegal. In one instance on the tape, he says that the one that woman and her daughter who counted votes counted an entire community, entire county for Joe Biden, every single vote. So we know that's not right. So we know the count is inaccurate, but Raffensperger refuses to go back and count only the legal votes, and that's what Trump wants. And he says, if you do that, you'll find 11,000 votes. Come on, that's all I need. Surely you're going to find those since I won by 400,000. So when people like Maher and Adam Schiff try to doctor this tape into you thinking Trump was demanding that Raffensperger overthrow an election by finding 11,000 illegal votes, they're lying to you. But they do that all the time, so it's not a surprise. But that's the conversation, just in case you were wondering. Incredible, isn't it? It's always been incredible, but that's the way liberals operate. And they always will operate like that, too, by the way. And we know that, too. It's what they do. I mean, it's not its not surprising. Let me tell you how Mike Bellotta does business. A little different. A little differently. He's been a State Farm insurance agent for over 34 years. He takes care of your home insurance, your car insurance, your life, your business, if your business needs insurance. And a week or so ago, he was talking to my son, and my son called me, and he said, Dad, it took me 10 minutes, and I have a new car policy and a new home homeowner's policy. And I said, 10 minutes? Wait, wait a minute. What are you telling me here? He said, call Mike Belota. I know he can save you money, and he'll give you the same coverage. So being the kind of person that always believes in what do I have to lose by making a simple phone call, nothing, but what do I have to gain? Lots of money. I made the call, 314-579-9789, 314-579-9789, and I talked to Mike Belota myself. Now, you can email him, too, mike at mikebelota.com. Belota is spelled B as in boy, A-L-O-T-A. And in 10 minutes' time, I had a new policy for my home and my car. And I was saving multiple hundreds of dollars every six months. I pay every six months. Now, with those extra hundreds, I can increase my vacation time and take a better vacation. Mike's a Mizzou grad, played on their football team, was a place kicker. You can trust him. I can trust him. So I always I always tell people, if I can trust him, you can trust him. Because I don't deal with people I can't trust. I just don't. I'm not stupid. Stupid people deal with people they can't trust. If you're in Illinois and you say, gosh, I wish Mike was licensed in Illinois. Well, he is. Both Missouri and Illinois. Mike Belota, State Farm, ready to help you, just like he helped me. What else can you do in 10 minutes and save hundreds of dollars? Probably nothing. I can't think of anything I could do. Not only that, if you're involved, let's say, in an accident on a rural road somewhere or anywhere and you need help immediately, you need a car, you need towing, you need this, that, you call Mike Belota's office and you're going to get somebody. You're not going to get a voicemail. He has six people that work on his team. It's a team. And they're taking care of their clients and you're one of their clients. You have nothing to lose. You owe it to yourself and your family to save money and have the best insurance, don't you? 
Five to ten minutes. Mike Belota, 314-579-9789. 314-579-9789. Mike at MikeBelota.com. All right, we'll take a quick break, and then we're coming right back in the Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, Kings Court. Let it be Christmas everywhere. In the hearts of all people, both near and far, Christmas everywhere. Feel the love of the season wherever you are on the small country roads line with green mistletoe. Big city streets where a thousand lights glow. Let it be Christmas everywhere. Let heavenly music fill the air. Let every heart sing. Let every bell ring the story of hope and joy and peace And let it be Christmas everywhere Let heavenly music fill the air Let anger and fear and hate disappear Let there be love that lasts through the year And let it be Christmas, Christmas
We welcome you back in. Kevin Slayton with you on this hump day Wednesday. We're glad you're along for the ride. Our phone lines are open for you, 636-348-4460. Our good friends at stl-cars.com have a car for you. Car, SUV, truck, it doesn't matter. Whatever it is that you want, they have it. And they have it for you in the simplest way. You don't have to go knocking on dealership doors. You don't have to go beating your head against the wall trying to haggle over price and trying to get a deal that in the end probably isn't fair to you. All you have to do is go on their website where they have over a 1,000 vehicles for you to take a look at, cars, trucks, SUVs. You pick the one you want. It's that simple. Then you call or text Don at 314-626-3251, 326-3251. Tell him what you want. Tell him the price you want to pay, and presto, he'll take care of the rest. Then all of a sudden shows up for you. Now, if you look at the inventory of over a 1,000 vehicles and you don't quite find the one that you want, Call or text Don anyway and tell him this. Say, Don, I've looked on your website. Great stuff on there, but here's exactly what I'm looking for. Can you get it for me? The answer is yes. Then tell him how much you want to pay for it. He'll go through the vast inventory that he has connections to throughout the country, and he'll deliver that vehicle to you. He did it for me. Mine, my last, I've, I've bought three from him through the years. My last one came out of Memphis. My son's last one came out of Alabama. All you have to do is make the call. Don't let the car buying experience become like a root canal. Nobody wants to go to the dentist unless you have to. 314-626-3251. Go to stl-cars.com. All right, as I mentioned, our phone lines are always open for you, so you can join us. We started the show by talking about the, the joke that the Catholic Church is, so if you have any questions about that and what the Pope has done recently now, expelling bishops and archbishops for disagreeing with him, let me know what you think, especially if you're Catholic. Let me know what you think. Go ahead and tell me that I'm out in left field. I'm not, by the way. If I were, it would give the Cardinals a left fielder. They don't have one. They don't have a center fielder or a right fielder either. <laughs> Amazing. And yet they think they're a contender. Well, I'll save that for the noon show. Um, I don't know if media could get any worse than they are populated by the psycho-liberals and the fake conservatives. But I know how you could make it worse if you wanted to. You could have a media that gets funded and paid by the government. You know, like North Korea, Iran, Russia, China. Now, the media here already acts like government activists. And if they were getting paid by the government, it would encourage them to act like that, wouldn't it? I mean, they'd all be like PBS or NPR or CNN or MSNBC, MSNB hee-haw. But the local news outlets are in a death spiral. I mean, one-third of all newspapers have gone away since 2005. But now there are calls for taxpayers and corporate entities to cover the cost of reporters and media outlets. The argument goes something like this. Well, the founding fathers treasured a free press, protected it, in fact, in the First Amendment, which is true. So that's the only way to preserve democracy is to have Wall Street or government 
pay for our media, a dying industry. Now, this comes from the Middell School of Journalism. It's at Northwestern University. It's one of the more prestigious schools of journalism in the country, but only because it's populated by liberals, and they claim to be. But that's incredible. Think about that for a moment. If you think you hate the media now, wait till you're funding it with your paycheck through the government, where they're now beholden to the government. I mean, they are to some extent already, but imagine if they actually were physically getting paid by the government. What? What? 636-348-4460 can jump in on any of our topics of the day, but that would be a doozy, would it not? Is anybody else counting down the days? I mean, you know, I'm excited at this time of year because Christmas is upon us. And we've just had the wonderful, most wonderful weekend of the year, the Thanksgiving Day weekend. Earlier we had Halloween. Once Halloween hits, man, it is Halloween, the kickoff of holiday season, man. Everything is holidays after Halloween. And yet I find myself in this state of worry about next November. How are they going to try to steal the election? How are the Republicans going to prevent the theft? That possibly is more important than how they're going to try to steal it. Because we know, number one, is true. But number two, where do the Republicans come in? Where does the great Ronna McDaniel hold the fort? Now, people like Bill Maher can claim that there was a legitimate election, also claiming, by the way, that it was Donald Trump's election commission chairman who said it was the most fair election we've ever had. First of all, that's not Donald Trump's election chairman, you stupid ass. Bill Maher doesn't know a lot. Every now and then you hear him criticizing liberals. I think that's because he wants to keep his TV show in the air. But at heart, he's a demented liberal. He always will be. We know that he has some moments of clarity. They're few and far between. And then when he regresses into stupidity like he did with Oliver Stone, it becomes laughable. So if you understand by the sworn affidavits of over 1,100 people that they witnessed election interference to the degree that it would change the election in those states. If you believe that, you are a conspiracy theorist. There is no room for you to be correct. There's no room for debate, not in the minds of liberals. You're just a conspiracy theorist. Or you don't know what you're talking about, or you're stupid, or this or that. The real stooges are them, of course. Anyone with a mind so closed that they wouldn't entertain the fact that an election in this country could be rigged? Are you serious? I believe elections at the state level are rigged all the time in favor of Republicans. How else do you explain Mitch McConnell getting elected all the time? Lindsey Graham. How do those people get elected? How about the dope from Missouri who just retired? I don't even remember his name. Roy Blunt. How do you explain him getting elected every time? It isn't because of some great achievements. It's because the election was rigged in his favor. So if you're not even open-minded enough to face the fact that in this country, it's very possible that the elections are rigged, then there's something wrong with you. That's pretty incredible. 
pretty incredible. It is unbelievable what goes on. I'm just telling you. By the way, I don't know if you saw this story about um, the St. Louis County Police Chief Tim Fitch, retired now, and he earned his police pension from that department. Earned it, I might add. Earned it. Later on, he ran for the county board, and he won a seat on the county board. Now, the county board chairman was a Democrat. Tim Fitch is a Republican. The county board chairman prohibited him from collecting his pension since he was on the board at the time, citing that he was an employee of the county. Tim Fitch sued the county and the board chairman, and here's the result of his lawsuit. He paid $339,000 for for four years of his pension withheld, $105,000 in interest he got, $160,000 in legal fees, and $17,000 in county outside council fees. <laughs> so if you're paying attention to keeping score in St. Louis County and you keep voting for Democrats, which you do because you're idiots, your Democrat-led county just took $340,000 of your, oh, excuse me, that was what was owed, Tim Fitch. Just took $105,000 of your taxpayer money, another 160000 for legal fees, and another 17000 in additional legal fees. So if you're keeping score, that's $282,000 of your money given to Tim Fitch for no reason whatsoever, other than your county board chairman, who's a Democrat, is corrupt. What could that $282,000 have been used for? I don't know. Fix potholes? That's always my bugaboo. I can't stand running over potholes when my tax money's gone to the infrastructure bill that hasn't done anything for infrastructure. But $282,000 can pay for a lot of things. Instead, Tim Fitch stuck it in his pocket. Rightly so. Way to go, county. Way to go, county board chairman, Democrat. Way to go, voters of St. Louis County who continue to show their stupidity. I mean, I wouldn't live in St. Louis County if you gave me a free house. I might consider it. But it would be a, it would be a tough decision. I don't go any place where Democrats are in charge. No place. Unless I can be up in the mountains away from them. So all of that money, $282,000. Of course, he gets his pension money, which was, as I said, 339000 But an extra two eighty-two. Nice going, St. Louis County. They ought to be about as proud of themselves as the Catholics should be of themselves for the kind of leadership that they've settled for in the Catholic Church. If you joined us late, the Pope has expelled an archbishop, an American archbishop, Mike Burke, from his Vatican apartment and cut his salary in half because he dared to disagree with the Pope's political views and criticized him on church doctrine. The Pope is anything but a Catholic. He is a raging 
pedophile enabler who is a Nazi. We've had sympathetic Nazi popes before, but we've got one again. And unfortunately for Catholics, they sit back and accept it. That kind of spooks me. And of course, I left the Catholic Church long ago. I don't deal with pedophiles very well. If I had stayed in the Catholic Church, I probably would have strangled a priest if I had found out he was a pedophile. I think pedophilia and rape are death penalty cases. I don't think there should be any choice. If you, you can't turn somebody around who's a pedophile. Are you kidding? Please. It's insanity even to think that you can. Imagine how dementedly sick you are. Yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to comprehend. All right, that's going to wrap us up for this morning, but we're back fighting the good fight again for you right here in the Monster Energy Drink. STL-cars.com, Window World Kings Court tomorrow morning on KevinSlaytonShow.com. The podcast can be heard right here as well. It can also be heard on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, Anchor, and any place that you listen to podcasts. Don't forget at noon today we'll be at Friendly's in South County, 55 in Bayless. We'll have some Monster Energy swag to give away. And we'll be doing our show there today, our Monster Energy drink, STL-cars.com, Kings Court Sports Show. And tomorrow, that same show from noon to 2 will be on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com from the Irish Gypsy Pub and Grill in O'Fallon, Missouri, on Bryan Road, where we'll have some more Monster Energy Drink swag to give away. Love you, Mom. Love you, Dad. Love you, Maureen. So long, everybody.